Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Arts. Welcome back this week. Uh, I'm Kay. And I'm Craig. And we're coming at you live from a very, very warm day. We are. It's starting to feel like spring again. I know. There was like a weird lull in between like a, a good week and a half where it was just cold and gross. Especially the last two days, I would say, were very just dark and cloudy and mm. cold. I felt like I was in like the midst of fall. It felt a little comforting, but I'm like, no, we're getting to warmer weather. We need more serotonin. We need more vitamin D. Like I'm, I'm ready for, you know, like a boost in morale, yeah. so to speak. Um, speaking of boosts, I guess, um, I got my first dose Ooh. of the vaccine today. We got the vax ladies. She's a hot girl now. I mean, it was hot before the hot girls do get Pfizer though. Did you get Pfizer? I did get Pfizer. <laughs> I got Pfizer. Oh my god, it's it's clinically proven. Bestiaism. Yeah. Um, but so my, my arm is hella sore. It hurts already. Yeah. I heard like it's like next day it's sore, but I'm like, no, mine hurt within hurts. a few hours. Yeah. Maybe I'm just weak. I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine worse. Too, I told, within a few hours, my arm is killing me. Yeah. It's I hear my cat outside the door. But um, what was that? What was that? James, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it didn't hurt like the actual needle going in. Yeah, no, that that was like fine. I felt it, but it didn't hurt. She said it made me feel something for once. I was like, oh my god, this is what it's like to be alive. Um, and then like an hour and a half later, I was like, ooh, kind of sore. And now it's like I'm trying to move my arm as much as possible so that it doesn't get like. Yeah, Blech, you know, mm-hmm. I'm working Blech. tomorrow, so this is this could be a problem potentially. Potential, especially if I get like fevers and chills. Fevers, chills, fatigue. Do you hear if that? You got electrifying chills. I do. She's scratching. My cat is currently She's scratching so at the door. She wants me so bad. She loves me. She wants to be a guest. She really does. And if she was better behaved, I would. But she likes to crawl all over my desk and, and knock things over. And knock my, I have like a bunch of little figurines at the windowsill, and she just knocks. She them loves down. to swipe, especially at me. Yeah. She likes to do a little. She swipes at you. She did the last time I held her. Not today. But oh. Like the last time I you gave her to me, she yeah. Did a she really swipe. only likes when I hold her. Oh oh. She just meowed down the hall. <laughs> she is. She's she's protesting. It was her first birthday. Last week, last Wednesday, the big one. Yeah, the big one, and now she's like a little brat. Now she's she like, thinks I'm she's the star of the show. She is though, kind of. She does run this house. She does. Ever since she came in, she runs this house. It's fine. Who doesn't like her? No one. Not you. No, but no, not me. Um, okay. So <laughs> let's jump into our opening segment. Let's jump right in. Let's let's dive head first into some see what i did there yeah mm-hmm. let's do some fearless yes in uh oh our segment is actually yeah called, so it's I not called like, the fearless segment the fearless segment i was like where's she going with this uh um, by the time, by the time you're, hearing... you're hearing this oh. yes hey, you said it i remembered right. it this time yeah how many episodes for me remember it if, if too many too many to be frank yeah, um flop. not to be k but to be frank into this segment wow um just a quick update because we did release an episode about fearless um the re-release taylor's version as came twitter out. as the swifties have been calling it um fearless tv because it's taylor's version i, I was so confused i was so afraid to call it that because i didn't want people to think i was talking about 
television? I yeah, don't know. No, I, I'm, I refrained. I'm Boo Boo the Clown, and I was looking at these tweets. I'm like, did Taylor like release a special she television? She has a streaming service now. <laughs> well, no, I didn't even think streaming service. I thought like a legitimate, like a physical TV. I was like, she is so unhinged, she would do something like that. I wouldn't put yeah, it past her. Yeah, and you would... You'd probably I'd buy, buy it. it. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's be real. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, a lot of it just sounds the same, just with stronger vocals the and vocals a slightly really different instrumentation. Off. And definitely, like there were growers from like our original listens from the OG album, where I was like, mm, I'm not feeling this. But like we were just talking about before, my last, my least favorite of the bonus tracks was the other side of the door, and I've been jamming to that the past couple of days. Yeah, real hard. And like I kind of shit on. Tell me why. And I enjoyed it this time around. Mm-hmm. Change, I'm still like, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's it's still, what did I refer to it as? I don't know. It's like the lesser version of Long Live. Yes. I think I called her like the, um, basically the the not favorited cousin or something. Yeah, something it was, it's just like the lesser version of that. But yeah, that was just. Yeah, know. we had a lot of mini updates this week on things that happen in pop culture. I guess, yeah, moving into another pop artist, um, Miss Rina Sawayama. Rina. In the celebration of, I think, the yeah, the one-year release of Sawayama is doing a, a duet version of Chosen Family yes. with Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. One of her heroes, one of, I'm sure, many of our of our listeners are besties. Uh, I hope so. Heroes. He's a clear I mean, icon. I fucking love Elton John. Elton John. I was supposed to see him last pre- April. Pre-pandemic or no, during pandemic. During, like at the very beginning. Um, I think <sighs> it's it got rescheduled, I think, for next April? May. Oh, okay. I'm excited. That's very promising. Yeah. My mom was like, I hope he's still alive. I'm like, um, I think he will be. That's he's not that old. Yeah, no. Um, and oh, I hope Rena comes. Also, in terms of, I just kind of popped into my mind when you're like, let's talk about Pop Girly. It goes into our other episode of Pop, Pop Girls. Um, Marina's gonna be releasing a new song too. I Is saw. She? I did. I forgot the name of it. So mm-hmm. the besties at home, you can remind us the name. Um, but she put out like I guess like the single artwork I guess for mm-hmm. it. But it looks like it's gonna be something. Good for her. I'm excited. Um. Congratulations to Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin yes. on the birth of their son. A lot of Twitter. Okay, everyone at home, I did not know they were a thing, but oh, a lot apparently of Twitter a lot of people didn't know either. I'm a true Brenda Song fan, I guess. I guess because so. I've known that they were dating for the longest time. I'd like forget every few months, and then I'd just like all of a sudden so I'd be like, like, "Oh, aren't they together?" If you had to guesstimate, how long has it been for them to be like? How long have they been together? Like almost a decade. Really? I'm pretty sure they've been dating for a very long time. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. She's, I love her. I mean, who doesn't? It, like, it they're both old. kind of like iconic staples of our childhood. Yeah. And what's so nice too is they're both very low key now. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they're working on their own projects. I know Macaulay Culkin's going to be in the, um, the upcoming season of American Horror Story. Um, oh, look at them. Yes. And Brenda is in um, Dollface on Hulu. Mm hmm. Which Wasn't Macaulay Culkin, Culkin like in an episode or something? A dollface? Yeah. Now or that you say it, one I of them, wouldn't doubt it. One of them they had a lot of cool starred in something that the, the other, other person was in. Was in and I was just like, oh, it's because they're dating. Um, we love that. We love love. We do. Know what else we love? Yes. Prince Philip dying. <laughs> 
music make him lose control? I mean, maybe it was DMX's music. Also, maybe rest it was in Taylor's peace. music. Maybe it was the McDonald's. The fright. way I found out that he had died was that my friend messaged me, or it was in a group DM on Twitter. She said, like, Taylor Swift did kill Prince Philip, I guess. And I was like, what? And I went on to, like, my main time. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she did. Girl boss. Yeah. Good for her. No, so the <laughs> way I found out was my daily morning dose of waking up at 5.50 in the morning to go to work and going straight to Twitter. Um, but it's so weird, too, because when I got to work, I really don't understand adult adults like you know we're young adults but then there's adult adults like people older than us and so all my cohorts my co-workers are usually a little bit older than me um so as in like the faculty room and a bunch of people were coming in granted they were history majors too so i don't know if that says something mm. but they were like oh my god have you guys heard about the prince as if it was like sad news i was so confused and i'm just sitting here like in my little Things. He ain't our yeah. friends. Yeah, I know. And I'm just like sitting in my silly little corner just laughing. I'm like, <laughs> and everyone's like, what's so funny? I'm like, you realize he was awful, right? Like he was part of a system that encouraged racism. And I'm like, let's not even go into the, the interpools of the the um the inbreeding that probably went on within the royal family. Well, I mean, he and Lizzie were cousins. Yeah. I don't know if they were first cousins, but like second cousins at least. So... I don't know why everyone, especially, yeah, we're in America. I don't know why my coworkers. Yeah, so, we, we broke off from those mofos. We have yeah. no emotional ties to I them. don't know why they were so, like, long live. It's not even the king. Long live the prince. Yeah. Like, I ain't even going to be upset when Lizzie dies. It's a little too dies. long. <laughs> we, I actually did see a funny meme about it, though. Um, Of course, one of your favorite movies, and that was turned into one of my favorite TV shows, um, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Someone posted... um. <laughs> a meme of did you have you watched the TV show version? Yes. So the episode when they take the Baron ar- yes, around I saw um, that. Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So it was like um something like no one told me this is Prince Philip, but he looks like or something, and it's him in the baseball cap. Yeah. My friend sent me that and was just like, Is this what we do in the shadows? And I was like, Yeah. Uh, um, when is that show coming back? I think know? so. Well they're f- oh yeah, I think they're filming the season third three. season. Yeah, I think they started filming it. Oh, I hope they wrap that soon. and like Wellington PD, which I, I hope think they is finish filming soon. I just want the new season. I'm obsessed with what we do in the shadows. Well, are, did they film that in New Zealand or? Did they, no, I think they filmed it in New York actually, but I think they started filming it. Mm. Um, because Wellington PD they film in New Zealand, so they were able to start filming on that like two or three months ago mm. because they have their shit together. Anyways. Um, let's just jump into you and jumping sec- into today. This is the <sighs> jump then fall, baby. Jump then fall, or even like the Disney Channel original movie Jump In, featuring Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I know it. Isn't that what Push It is from? Push It to the Limit. You yeah. Gotta push it, push it. Oh. Oh, um, that that film is so underrated. And I, I think I've only seen it the one time. Ooh. It, I think it was okay. No wonder why it's underrated because none of you are watching it enough. I'm so sorry. Everyone's homework, go on your little Disney Plus after you listen to us. Or and, a different website if you can't. Yeah. You if, have a Disney if you don't have a Disney Plus, I don't have a Disney Plus. So if you don't have one like me, um, if you are smart and you do not want to give Disney your money. Okay. That was a dig. It was. And I will I stick said you it. could use my account. Yeah, I know you did. And I really appreciate it. But like. 
whatever. Sometimes I got a food with me. So anyways, if you want to find it on another site, I highly recommend because you it's, it's peak storytelling. Okay. Any whoms. So Any whoms, let's jump once again, it. we are recording ahead of time. Always. Because we want to stay on track. But we're basically celebrities at this point. You know how they do like the interviews like in advance or it's like things mm-hmm. that like or promos or whatever it is. And it's pre-recorded. Or the like, fact that like they record Christmas albums in July. Yeah, that's us. That's right us now. right now. Except yeah. that we're just doing something for like the end of the month. So this Sunday. the end of the week. What? Never mind. No. No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> this Sunday, you know, when you're hearing this. Yes. Um. It will be a ceremony called the Academy Awards, the Oscars. The Oscars, yes. And I'm going to preface this by saying they are not the end-all, be-all of award ceremonies. No award ceremony is the end-all, be-all of any form of media. But especially the Oscars where it's a lot of older people deciding on who the winners are, predominantly white, predominantly male. Probably white and male. Um, and and straight, cis, you know, all of those things. And the majority. A lot of the times they're going with the picks that they've heard from their friends are the ones they go with. They don't even watch all the movies. I was about to say, I'm like, how how much do you want to like bet that like there's there's like a few people on like who are a part of the academy and they're just sitting there and they have to cast their vote and they're like they turn to their friend next to them they're like dude did you watch any of these movies this year which ones okay yeah no exactly like they're either gonna vote for someone who they're friends with or who they've worked with or that they've heard from their friends whether they're or maybe they do a little eeny meeny miny mo they could do that too and there's i mean there's a lot of different people in the academy it's not just old white producers it's also used to be no, it's all what it, I mean. Like it's sound engineers as well. It's casting directors. Yeah, it's, it's, actors a lo- it's and like actresses. it's a diverse group of people, and it's become that way. Which we're gonna talk a little bit about today. Kind of. Oh, but so what we're what we're actually ranking slash rating this week is our top five favorite best winner pictures of all time. Yes. So, you know, the award, the like the big award of the night, if you've never watched the Oscars, which, you know, honestly, the, good the, for you. The creme de la creme. Yeah, the, the pièce de résistance Ooh. is the Ooh. the best picture award, yeah. which um, is, like, basically them saying, you made the best movie this year. Congrats. You did it. Here's, um, here's the thing. Last year, it was Parasite. Mm-hmm. The year before that, it was Green Book. Yeah. Not sure about that. No, I think it was. It was Green Book, been. I think, the year before that. And then the year before that, I think, was Shape of Water. Yes. Look at you go. And the year before that, it was Moonlight. Yes. And before Are you going to just go through all of them? No. <laughs> I'm just like, trying I'm to. I'm just going to list from 2019 all the way down to 19, whatever. I think 29 is when they started, or 30-something. 30-something. Yeah. Um, No, I don't know all. Uh, but that would know, those be real most, mental illness. Those are the most recent ones, um, and so by that, just collection right there, you can see that they're they've been more diverse lately. Lately, not not Green Book. Green Book, I think, was one of the ones where it won, and everyone was like, "Huh? Why?" I don't think I even know what that movie is. I'm it's the honest. one. It has um, Maharshala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen plays this Italian guy 
who drive uh, Ali around the South during, um, is it during Jim Crow? But like slightly after that, and uh, Ali plays like a music, a black musician, um, and it's all about how this white guy becomes less racist. Wow. A story about a black man's struggle with racism turns into a white man's story about overcoming his own biases. About him doing Everybody clap. Fuck off. Um, Cricket. But yeah, so that was one of the main uh, problems I think people had with yeah, it. Yeah. I, I... And why it doesn't seem to fit in with the other three winners that kind of surround it that are more diverse in genre thought cast <laughs> yeah but okay so do you want to go first do i want to go first does it oh. matter we probably have some in common i'm thinking i yeah i actually a lot of mine are more recent me. Oh, God. what i have a little history god damn it how much i'm giving you give me like five minutes okay i'm gonna just i'm cutting you off at five yeah minutes. i'm gonna like literally just run through this quickly um so basically as we've talked about before, we're talking about the Academy Awards this uh, I wish this said this year, this week, um, which are short for the Academy Awards of Merit, and it's presented annually by the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. Super fancy. Um, there are 24 categories presented currently. I think it used to be 12 um, back when they were first presented. Um, to be eligible for an award in any given year, a film must be publicly exhibited for paid admission for at least one week at a commercial theater in L.A. County between January 1st and midnight of December 31st of that year. Mm. And there, Of course, there are going to be exceptions to this rule with like foreign uh, language films and documentaries and such. Um, Even those are like displayed at some theaters. Yeah, it really depends. Um, only members, as we just talked about, of the Academy may nominate and vote for candidates for the Oscars. Um, so yes, it was actually found, the Academy itself was founded in 1927. Um, awards were not presented right away though, because this was actually kind of interesting. The Academy's focus was placed on resolving labor issues and improving the image of the film industry. Because mm -hmm. as much as we love to glamorize Hollywood, I think we really forget its roots and where it started. And it, you know, yeah. it's definitely, we still see it today. It's just definitely a lot better but i think my most like prevalent example of um the image of hollywood is the wizard of oz because it's the glitz and glam of that film and how well it did but all the behind the scenes are just straight up horror stories and mm -hmm. i've actually read several books on it because as it people as the best you should know at home it's probably one of my favorite movies um, same here but just the way they treated the cast and crew um especially judy garland and she was a minor and just the way um that they put a lot onto her at such a young age and her mom um, was very much involved and they were having her smoke so many packs of cigarettes a day and taking diet pills and like starving her and like all this crazy stuff that was happening behind the scenes. So again, the Academy was first put into place to kind of, you know, boost morale within the industry. Um, so then after that, um, in May 16th, 1929, the first ceremony was held in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Um, and like I said, it was only given out to 12 categories at that time. Um, well, yeah, because they didn't have like sound mixing, really. Yeah, they didn't. And special it, effects. It wasn't as have. elaborate as it is well, today. Well, I think they did have special effects. They did. It's just, but it was they just looked like, a lot different. It was like uh, clay models and all that yes. stuff. 
is very simplified. I think I watched a video of a bunch of like the old ones that were one for that and like what the effects were. Mm-hmm. And some of them were really good and some of them were so corny. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, and then in 1933 was actually a big year for the um, Oscars and what we see it today because they changed the eligibility of the award season to match the calendar year. So right when the award season started, it was like weird. They did it by like two, three-ish years almost like combined and then would pick movie. It's weird how they used to mm. do it. So basically now it just matches our calendar year. Yeah. Um, so a fun fact about them. Originally they gave out the winners in advance to the presses, of course. So as soon as like the awards were over, the papers um, and the presses could print things immediately. However, in 1939, the LA Times messed up and printed the winners early. So like, Ooh. yep, the, it was a big flop on their their part. So people saw it before they were supposed to. Um, so then that's why they went back to like keeping the winners like very top secret. Um, and then in the 50s and 60s, we saw a big movement into like it being like televised and being more, um, I don't know, like wide casted, I should say, like kind of throwing that wide net out to the world. Mm-hmm. So it was first televised in the U.S. in 1953. And then starting in 1969, um, it started to be broadcasted internationally, which is really cool. Um, And then kind of just going into more recent years, obviously what the Oscars have become pretty known for, which is interesting, is the red carpet, the interviews, and the wardrobe, right? We, as a society, have become kind of obsessed with what people are wearing, what they're doing. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I I, I like a pretty dress. It's like the Met Gala. It's like all those events where people dress up and you want to see what they're wearing. Which, by the way, the theme for this year's Met Gala is American fashion. So I'm interested into what that is. What is American fashion? I have no clue. Oh my god, that is... It means jeans underneath a skirt. That... Leggings. A Michael Kors bag. Ashley Tisdale fashion (laughs) from 2006. Exactly. Everyone pull it off, please. (laughs) Um, And then just super quick about the statues themselves. Like the making of it. Little man. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, so M- the design for the award statue is a knight standing on a reel of film and holding a sword is credited to MGM. The art director, um, Cedric Gibbons sculpture, George Stanley was commissioned to create the original statue based on Gibbons designs. And for many years, the statues were cast in bronze with 24 karat gold plating. But during World War II, the statues were made of plaster because of metal shortages. Um, they are now made of gold-plated uh, titanium. Oh, they're gold-plated still? Yeah. Damn, I'd sell mine. Right? <laughs> but fell on hard times? Um, uh-huh. And the best part of this, so I was, like, reading up on, like, the name Oscar. for Because the name Oscars comes from the award, like, the, the statue itself. Mm-hmm. But where does that come from? Like Some guy? So... To this day, the true origin of the Oscar nickname has never been, like, validated or determined. So someone just started calling them that, and then... So <laughs> it actually, like, dated back. There was an interview, I believe, with uh, Betty Davis, and I think she said something either about... Uh, I think her husband's name was Oscar, or, like, someone she knew well was named Oscar, and, like, they, like, ref- um, referred to how he looked similar to the statue or something. But then there's all these other stories about like kind of similar things. So it's one of those like folklorian like mysteries where we to this day don't know where it kind of started. I like that it could have cool. been started by Betty Davis. Ch- that was like when I saw her name, I was just like icon. I love her. iconic. Loved it. Um. All right. 
so I, you know what? I'll go first because yeah, I feel like please. I always say that you go first, and then it's like I get to go last, and it's yeah, whatever. and also I'm like out of breath by going through that quick. I was like, and this happened, and then yeah. that happened. We'll give you some time to recover. Yes. Okay. I need so I'll start with my number five. number five. I don't think you'll have anything to say about this one, as in like I don't think you've seen it, but and this is a weird one to okay. me to win, but it is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King from. I'm just laughing very loudly. Very loud. <laughs> anyway, Lord of the Rings. What's so funny? Whatever. Return of the King from 2003, directed by Peter Jackson. Which film is that? That's the, the third. The third. And how many are there in total? Three. It's okay. a trilogy. Listen. I I wasn't saying that judgmentally. I was just saying like. I know, but the besties out there like who are Lord of the Fan. Fan. Lord of the Fan. <laughs> Lord fan. of the Fan. Lord of the. I, just always, I don't know. I almost just called it Lord of the Flies. Oh, my brain is on on work mode. That's a mistake. Work mode. That's flop. It is. Lord, yeah, Lord of the Ring fans. Are they? Oh wait, no. What's the 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 author? J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Are they called? Aren't they called Tolkiens? I don't know if they have a name. You know what? I wasn't on the forums in like the early two thousands where that was probably more of a thing. I know they're phenomenal movies. They're absolutely amazing. Like four. There's a movies. reason that th- I think all three of them were nominated. I don't know if all three won, but I think all three were nominated. They might have been. Well, the, so they were all filmed at the same time in New Zealand, by the Which way. Which is crazy. I, yeah. They were all, yeah. I That's can't. so much, especially for Elijah Wood, who was 19, I think, when they were filming. Oh, my God. Like 19 or 20. Um, A lot of people, a lot of great people are in those. But for a movie that's based off of a book that's like a franchise or like one of the earliest big franchises that like made all that money and grossed all that profit um to be nominated and then win for best picture like that's a lot like because then you know it's not just like you can just jump in especially considering the genre of the movie i think that's what's the most interesting it's three hours long and you have to have watched two movies beforehand to fully grasp what's going on and that, like, I hate to say it, it's definitely not going to be your fan favorite in any award season, a fantasy film. It, they're just not the most popular genre of film. No, and, like, they're definitely not the ones that are usually regarded the highest, highest by the Academy because they see them more as, like, fan fodder. Yes. And I think they nominated Black Panther in 2018, 2017, just for shits and giggles. Um I don't think they thought it was going to win, but it was very interesting that like a Marvel movie was nominated for Best Picture. It's the yeah. only one so far. I think they wanted Endgame to be nominated, and I was like, "Girl, I no. think I, I <laughs> you're think, not Lord of the Rings." <laughs> yeah, no, that's when the rioting would start, and I would support the riots. I mean, to be nominated wouldn't have been like whatever. I would have found it funny, but it definitely had no chance of winning. I think they wanted. Robert Downey Jr. to be nominated for Best Actor. Like, I don't think any of the actors from Return of the King were nominated. Um, I'm sure it was nominated and won for, like, sound and special effects and stuff like that, too. Probably costume design or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't but, know. Um, yeah, I love those movies so much. They're so great. If you're, if you want to get into a fantasy series, I think, like, that's the best place to start. I mean, I guess you could start with Harry Potter. Also, I but... need to stop you really quick because I got distracted. Are you wearing lightsaber earrings? Yes, I am wearing lightsaber Ugh, I love those so much. To match my Star Wars shirt. You're the so. coolest person I know. That's sad. 
I'm just geeking out that, about that, Lord that, of the Rings, and you're you. like, you're the coolest. <laughs> you're just so cool, Kay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say. Um, they're great movies. Um, and you know, as far as adaptations go, they're even better. So, mm-hmm. and I, that's like my biggest thing with Hollywood movies. It's just like when it's an adaptation done poorly. I don't even think it should be nominated mm-hmm. for anything, but these are so good. Yeah. So, you know, so that's my number five. All right. So going into my number five, um, I think my list is going to be interesting because like when we talked about this episode, I was surprised by my own list because yeah. I really had to go back and like look at what movies won, what didn't, and like kind of be like, oh, yeah, let me, some of these movies like, I just don't think about it so often. My number five, I don't know if you've seen it, Ordinary People. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. 1980. Um, oh, wait. The, oh, the 1980? Wait, have I seen it? Directed by uh, Robert Redford. I believe it was his directional debut. Um, so it won that year. It's my number five. Um, I don't know, like, really what to talk about it because now – just talking about like literally Lord of the Rings before in that fantasy, it's the total opposite. It's the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you know, re- I think I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the full thing. So what I love about it so much is, I actually read the book when I was in high school mm-hmm. in my eleventh grade English class. We read Ordinary People. To this day, it's definitely in my top five books. I wow. I just think it's a phenomenal story. That's incredible. <laughs> it is. I think it's a great story. I think it's so because it's very dark. It's what very, is it about? So basically, um, it's about this teenager Conrad, and Conrad, Conrad, and his name. his older brother Buck. I think his name is dies in a boating accident that he was like a part of, mm. and so he blames himself for his brother's death and tries to commit suicide. Sewer um, slide. Bluer slide oh, no. and ends up in the hospital and basically it's very similar to I feel like the drama dramas um the trope that was put out during this time about like the the idea of the American family and the nuclear family and like the um decay of, and the destruction and the idea of divorce and stuff I mean I'm sure that was a very big theme mostly because of uh the, uh the early onset of like the AIDS pandemic yeah or epidemic rather um so through this narrative, what I think is so fantastic about the story is it's really about the relationship between Conrad and his mom throughout like the novel as well as the movie. And I'm forgetting the actress who plays her right now does such a phenomenal job with that character because you love to fucking hate her. Mm. She is the worst, like one to this day, one of the worst characters on God's green earth because God's green earth, I know, because she is so she stands for the idea of society that is so obsessed with self-image and the what it, what are the tenets, what are the ideals of success, what do they mean to the individual. And to her, success is um, having a family that looks happy and healthy and a son that's normal and goes to college and lives his life and makes her proud and makes her look good. Mm. And he doesn't fit into that mold. And so there's this back and forth tension. And it's really cool because also the film, as well as the novel, explore um, mental health. And he goes to therapy and he like becomes friends with his therapist. And his he really seeks help through these sessions 
which is so cool to see in such a different time period when mental health wasn't at the forefront of our minds. Um, I'm not going to spoil the ending of the of the film, of course, but it is so in the book too just the way they end it it's so like wow like it needed to happen that way um it's devastating it's aggravating it's all these emotions wrapped up into one and i think it's so beautifully told and weirdly enough i was thinking about it on the drive here i was thinking about this movie because i haven't watched it in so long i watched it when i was in high school and it stuck with me and i was like i would really love as much as I like kind of cringe saying that I would love them to remake the film mm. but it would obviously of course need to be like the right people playing it but I know there's so many incredible people in the industry nowadays mm -hmm. I think they could pull it off because I think a new generation needs to come to appreciate this story it's very very powerful yeah, let's get Timothy Chalamet in this bitch <laughs> I, I knew that I'm was gonna be the this picture <sighs> of the outside because the way the sun is hitting like this tree i literally knew you were going to talk about is so fucking pretty timothy chalamet listen he's everyone's favorite little twink in hollywood i so know and he's not mine he's not mine either again i have nothing against him i have no. nothing for him well though. he spread chlamydia at nyu supposedly so i don't doubt that i really don't and i heard he's somewhat of an asshole i don't doubt that either whatever i rather have someone just more versatile yeah, he's kind of a one-trick pony, ain't he? Yeah, he's definitely typecast. His stands are gonna he's come after me, but they're like sixteen, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, besties at home, if you're a, a shallow, shallow slut. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what do you think he's gonna do? Top you? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So not my number four. my number four is Moonlight from okay. 2016. Uh, directed by Mr. Barry Jenkins. That is my number three. Oh, so let's have a little conversation yeah, about it right now. we're going to converse. Um, so I watched this for the first time, I think, last year. Okay. I was way late to the game. I'd okay. been told so many times to watch it, and I was like, I know it's going to fuck me up, mm. so I'm waiting for the right time, and then I watched it, and it fucked me up. Yeah. But it was the right time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the beginning of the pandemic, and yeah. I was like, all right, let's. I had just made a list. Like, these are 100 movies I want to watch before I. That was. So. 2016, right? That film. It was released at one, I guess. For the. Getting, yeah. yeah, in 2017. Um, um, I watched that film. I want to say probably like 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. It was fresh. Yeah, Earth. it was a little fresher. It definitely, it was like a little bit after there. Like, obviously, definitely no. Yeah, after it won, because it was after mm -hmm. the kind of the hype of it died down. I want to say maybe. Well, the whole thing with it winning was that they announced that La La Land had won, and then they were like, "Oh wait, no, it didn't." And they had like the people, the producers of La La Land was like, "This isn't a mistake, like, the, or this isn't a joke, like, Moonlight, like, you guys won. Come onto the stage." And it was like such a meme, but also like so shocking. Yeah. And I I liked that decision, and I I liked La La Land I think at the time actually no maybe I didn't I did I think this is before I liked La La Land um, listen I've, of course it's a good movie but Moonlight is Moonlight's so much better in so many ways yeah I think so many ways I think they're both kind of timeless but Moonlight it's just On, different I don't know they're too so different to compare you I haven't watched it in a very long time but mm -hmm. however what did stick with me of course the cinematography oh my god so gorgeous beautiful and also the Nicholas Bertel score Yes. Oh, the scoring. I was also gonna say, even though like this might seem like understated or just like 
overlooked. I think the dialogue for that film was so important. And mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is, I say like the the act two of the film, yeah. the dialogue. Um, even when there's moments of very little or it's minimalized, I love film or television shows that can do that because it really is about the acting. You're not giving in a script and you're like, here, go and do this. You have to kind of read between these lines and create this whole world and this character through your movements, through your facial expressions. There's just so much more yeah, to Yeah, I've read a few of Barry Jenkins' screenplays at this point, mostly because of my classes, my classes. Be, but yeah. um, he is incredible at being so succinct. And I think this is something that I, I think I complimented about Taika Waititi um, when I did the episode with Bella. But mm. they're so quick at creating character and doing so much with so little and it doesn't take that much dialogue to really establish these things um and they just create these lush beautiful worlds that you just immediately understand and he's so talented and it's such a beautiful and heartbreaking movie and what's so important i think about this film um for someone like me i this was definitely in terms of like my exploration phase and really getting to know myself in a time where I think I was like still pretty much either closeted or just didn't feel fully comfortable with myself. Um, so even just to see like towards the beginning of the film, his exploration of sexuality, even though he's very young. So there's almost this like dichotomy of it being a little, I don't want to say horrifying. It's just like, again, because the character is young. Mm-hmm. It's that like, it's the innate fear, but then it's also the wow, like this is so like, profound like yeah. i can't think of another word it's like liberating it. once you know yes. who you are um and i think the most important thing in terms of this film and of course i would never want to speak over a community but the idea of homosexuality and like just gayness lgbtq within the black community mm-hmm. and how it's looked at and i think most um minority communities or ethnic communities have a certain hyper masculine view toward homosexuality yeah so having a film like this i think was just so prevalent it was so needed and it goes like it it goes like steps beyond something like call me by your name yeah like it wasn't just like representation it was like exploration i watched a a video on this concept um and yeah i think moonlight is one of the best like films that really fully explores identity and makes it not like this is a coming out story or like this is a story about how i'm gay it's just like no it's his story and that just happens to be a part of it yes um it's just oh it's so beautiful and i love how it breaks apart stereotypes and tropes i like Mm -hmm. any any film that deals with queerness um I'm more drawn to when it shatters stereotypes because I think there is nothing more offensive than watching like a gay caricature. Yeah. Personally. And I think it was, I think it's offensive in a sense because it, it was, it made it challenging for someone like me to feel comfortable with it's myself. It's reductive. Yeah. And then also, like you said, like it really, it's, it's part of his story. It's not the main focus, mm-hmm. but it's so prominent and prevalent. But also this idea that, like, you know, we are all human beings and we all have individual identities and likes and dislikes. So it makes it more well-rounded and Mm -hmm. it makes it more accessible to different types of people, especially to young people who are questioning watching a film like that and 
they're like, hmm, I identify with this character. Oh, maybe I'm like him in more ways than I thought. And it, it really opens up that conversation. Yeah. Great movie. It really you, is. you all should watch it. It's on Netflix. I'm probably going to rewatch it soon. I, very good. I might I watch, watch it in a while. I should find someone who hasn't seen it. Watch it with yes. them and make them fall in love with it. That's a good um, idea. What is your number four? My number four, um, I want to say, again, like my list just kind of surprised me. My number four is Chicago. Oh, that was 2002. Yeah. Yes. With um, Rob Marshall directed that. What else did he direct? Oh my god, I need to pull it up really quick. Um, MDB dash it. Yeah, he's done a bunch of different stuff. I know he's done other movie musicals. I think. Yes, he did. I want to say he did Into the Woods. That wasn't his best work. <laughs> it was not. It's still whimsical and enjoyable. Yeah. Definitely not his best. I will agree to that for sure. Um, yes, he did Into the Woods. Mm. He did. He actually did Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That's also not his best. Oh work. no, uh, Mary Poppins, like the the remake. Oh, I know the guy who wrote that. He did the remake for Annie. Not his best work. No, actually, a few few people actually really enjoyed that. Um, he's doing the upcoming Little Mermaid. <gasps> you know what? That's why I know him because so um I forget his name, but the guy who did the the he was like the chair, the semel chair of my residency for my first semester. Yes. Um, he's the one who wrote the screenplay for Mary Poppins Returns, and he's writing the screenplay for the Little new Mermaid. Little Mermaid. That's so and that's why I know Rob Marshall. That's so so they they work together. Yes. Um, cool guy. Cool guy. Um, Chicago in a nutshell is girl boss and kill men. How can you not love it? <laughs> it's like Sucker Punch, but a musical. Yeah. <laughs> not really, but yeah. And. I unfortunately have yet to see the Broadway play, even though I know it's been on for years. Listen, my around. sister saw it and she said, not as good as the movie. Really? Yeah. And I, I knew this, honestly, because I think, I honestly think the people who are in it don't care as much about it anymore because it's not selling out every night. And it's not like, it's not Hamilton. It's not Dear Evan Hansen. It's not Hades Town. It's not like the big shows everyone's yeah. talking about. So not everyone really wants to be in it because like, you're probably not going to be noticed or, you know, it's just not going to be as challenging maybe. And it has such a cast. There's Renee mm -hmm. Zellweger. Yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm -hmm. um, who else is in it? Oh, it has Queen Latifah. Oh, she's in everything. <laughs> she's in everything. Like, and she it should just, be. Yep. It has <laughs> such a great cast. Um, and it's such a... Because when I actually first watched this film, it was only within, like, the past couple of years. I've actually. still never seen it. I've seen scenes from it, and, like, I know So I didn't even know. About. I didn't even know the storyline. I'm like, let me just sit down and watch this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sometimes the most enjoy enjoyable form of movie watching and entertainment in general. But, yeah, like, I believe this is probably um, supersedes anything else because it's a film, and, you know, you have the aspect of, like, special effects on your hand. You have costuming. You have, like, all these things that just go above and beyond um i just love the characters like at the end of the day they're murderers but, but it's so justified yeah <laughs> like literally all of them so justified i get it cell block tango good for her is such a bop good for her it is so good he did have it coming didn't they do that uncle they did I need to stop saying that about every song ever. I'm every like, musical I every remember song. the Glee cover. But like, honestly, who doesn't? Fuck Ryan Murphy. 
Yeah. He was in your dream last night, wasn't he? I had a dream. We gotta last talk about this. <laughs> we got, let, let us unpack her her dream. So it was weird. So like all of a sudden I had opened up the fifth gate or fifth park, if you will, at Disney World in Florida. And it had this really weird As if the besties I know at home know exactly what the fifth gate is or the fifth park. As if I know what that Shut is. Up. Bella knows what I'm talking about and I know she's listening. That's fine. Um <laughs> We love you, Bella. We miss you. You weren't even here, bitch. I know. But she, you haven't she, seen her. So she you can miss fill her in for my spot anytime. I know. She's slowly replacing me. I, oh. Anyway, in my dream, so there was this coaster and they were still like, it was still like in its beta mode, which like you shouldn't open a park and have like a soft opening of a roller coaster that could potentially kill you. Um, and I went on it and they were like, no, we're closing it down. Like, I love this amusement park jargon you're using. Someone played Roller Coaster Tycoon too much. I never played it, actually. Oh. But, um, and so they were like, no, get off. And, the, and, like, people were complaining, like, oh, we this happened before, too. And I already waited, like, two hours and whatever. Um, but I was strapped in, and they were like, uh-oh, it's not stopping. And so we just started going, and I ended up, like, falling out mm. and, like, getting really hurt. <laughs> and, like, they gave me a T-shirt afterwards. They're and, like, here, you almost died, so here's a t-shirt. And it was signed by, like, a bunch of the people who made the ride. And for some reason, I thought that Ryan Murphy had helped on the ride. He definitely did. That's why you almost died. <laughs> I think so. And so, like, I had blood and marker, and I just started writing, fuck Ryan Murphy, all <laughs> on my shirt. I wrote it, like, on the actual ride. <laughs> um. So thanks a lot, Ryan Murphy. Thanks a lot, Dream. You're trying guy. to kill me. Thanks a lot, Dream. You. We aspire to be the dream version of you. Um. But yeah. That's right. Fuck Ryan Murphy everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Chicago. 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 Doctor, doctor, give me these questions. <laughs> where, where, where would, where would the town of Chicago be? Without it the, actually without didn't Trina exist Vega. before this movie came out. <laughs> the movie was released, and then Chicago, pff, it just popped no, up. So this was like imaginary, and then Victorious came out years later, and Trina Vega was in Chicago, and bam, it became a booming, industrious civilization. Um, oh, God. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I I'll probably get around to watch it. You need to. It, it is. It's interesting that it won and it's a movie musical because like movie musicals kind of died out after Hello Dolly. Also, like no offense, and this is coming from someone who truly loved musicals. Mo- mm-hmm. Movie musicals truly suck. We're like reformed theater kids in a way. They're what? We're reformed theater kids. I would go even beyond that. I don't know, like if there's a step above, like. Well, I was a band kid. See, I was, but I was friends with. The I mean, I was a kids. theater kid in middle school. Technically, I did one show, and then that I was count. I was cast as the understudy for seventh grade, and I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Wow. Yeah. Um, and I quit chorus too after my freshman year of high school, so I quit all the. Yeah, the, so um, I guess I'm more of a theater kid than you. You really are. Not that it's a competition. It's not a competition. I'd like I to hope win. Not. Jesus, that'd be sad. Um. Okay, so we're on to my number three? Yeah, your number three. And then, Mine was Moonlight. And then we'll get to your number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my number three is Parasite. Which is actually my number one. <gasps> okay, so let, let's talk about let's, it. Let's, let's talk um, about it. So I hate to like jump no, to your, your jump. train really quick. 
I'm very surprised that it's my number one because it's not even like I've seen it a million times. I don't even think we've ever really talked about we've it. We've never have. I've only watched it once. I've watched it, I think, two or three times. I've watched it once. I saw it in the theater. I did not. I had a headache the whole time, so I enjoyed it less in the theater. Yes, I'm very jealous that you did see it in theater. I wanted to. I was super late. I did not get the chance to. However, I watched it as soon as they put it on Hulu. Um... And I obviously during this time it was very, very much on the lips of everyone. Everyone was talking about this film. I think they put on Hulu. I want to say definitely after it won. They finished the yeah, I think they Oscar. put it up like a month or two after it won. Yeah, because I want to say it was definitely like it. It reached its its um peak its height. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got a chance to watch like everything. I, there's no, there's no even like form of critiquing it. I don't even know. Yeah, at this point, like I don't even know what to say about it that hasn't been said. Like it's just you watch it and you know it's good, and, and I, like it's so rare that I watch a movie and I'm like and I can a, see the artistry. Another thing I loved about that film, it was another one I went into having no idea what it was about. Yes, exactly. People are like, the, it's better if you go in not knowing what's gonna happen yes. or like what it's about. And so when you go into it, you're like, okay, I think I know where this is going. Like they're scamming their way into working for this Maybe rich family. Maybe that's why family. I love that movie so much. It's it's pretty much girl, rich it's people. girl bossing on a familial level. I mean, it's a class critique more than anything. Of course. Um, and also I love the um, the blocking of the whole film. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's literally the whole- Bong Joon-ho is so fucking talented. The whole film is choreography. Ooh. It is literal choreography, and I remember like being the in the awe. One, the scene where they're going up the stairs. Yes. Oh my god! And and the the whole that's like yeah that whole scene with the peach fuzz. Yes. That whole sequence is some of the most like a genius filmmaking I've ever seen in my His life. His mind is on another level, and I know it's been said before, but it just it's been said so many times. Yeah, we're not it's bringing true. It, guys because it's true. No, God, Bestie is at home. We're not bringing anything new to the table. No. We're just reemphasizing for the point of reemphasizing because he deserves all the praise. Yeah, I know this is like really off topic. You talking about that stare scene, such a like opposite end of the spectrum film too. I'm gonna bring up has nothing to do with Oscars. Have you watched Assassination Nation? Yeah. I can tell by your face, you're just like. I did not like it. I really like that movie. I, I fucking hate Sam Levinson. I think it's the thing. That's, I, you know, I'm not gonna like re- like refute that in any which way. I don't. <laughs> like have, I just fucking hate him. I don't have love for him. I just I like the inclusivity in the film, of course. But no, the so what I thought of right away was the film sequence towards the end. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about within the house when like all the major stuff. I mean, to go that down. was interesting, but like. I, I like didn't the... watch it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" I did. Okay, listen, you can all boo me because the home. content was just so what? Like was... there was no cause and effect. Oh I no, there wasn't, and it was, was a very weird on. film. But I was kind of here for it. Eh. I'm just about any girl boss. I think my review for that movie was, "Yeah, fuck this movie." It probably was. I just hated it. Anyways, I hated that I watched it. Ba- back to the the cinema genius of Parasite. Um. Obviously, oh wait, we can spoil. We always spoil on here. Yeah, you said you weren't going to spoil before. You're like because you didn't see that film. Oh, okay, because I didn't see it, but yes. we've both seen this. I think a lot of people have seen Parasite. Yeah. I mean, it fucking won the birthday scene. Oh God, I think Taylor 
wrote no. Betty about Paris. I, no, no, I showed no, up to she your party. didn't. No, she did not. <laughs> she no, she's sick enough to have watched that film and was inspired to write Betty. I no, <laughs> I like the connection, but no. You can but say no all you, you can just say no all you want. It's a good scene. Good I mean, they're all good scenes. Yeah. There's not any scene in that where I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, I think I was just very shocked by the whole ending. Oh, yeah. Very shocking. And then you think it's like whenever you think it's over, it just keeps on going and it, it ups it's it. It's not ogre it's so until good. you say it's ogre. And the ending is like so bittersweet. But no, I would say it's just sweet. Uh, when uh, he moves back into the house yes. all those years later yeah. and meets up with his dad again. Oh, that hurts. R.I.P. Uh, Park Simon Wolf, I want to say her name is. That's the actress's name. Anyway. Yes. That was just, it's a roller coaster. It is yeah. a roller motherfucking coaster. Such a fun experience. If you've never watched it, I mean, now that we spoiled it. Um, <laughs> if you've never watched it, you <laughs> well, should no, know. Well, no, we really didn't. All I said was the birthday scene. Yeah, there's, oh, there's so much more that we haven't spoiled that when it happens, you're like, <gasps> And it's it was really oh, so much fun. God, yeah. I miss watching movies like that. I know. Um, uh, we love yeah. something that's very. There was nothing this award season that really got me like that. Mm. You know. Uh, whatever. Anyways, um, and whomst? I think this is your your number three now, or number. No, two? I was just on my number three. So go oh. to your number two. My number two, I think we'll have in common. What is it? We just watched it. Oh, wait, we didn't watch it together. Me sitting here, like, we just watched it together. We did not. I actually watched it with my boyfriend. Oh, Shape of Water? Yes. That's my number one. That is my number two. Um, See how, yeah, it was almost my number one. I but I had to give it. it to Parasite. If Parasite Fair. did not exist, if the genius of Parasite did not exist, my number one would definitely be The Shape of Water. I think Parasite's a better movie, but I like The Shape of Water more. I agree. We can high five on this hair. I five. I agree oh. on that. Parasite's a better movie. I think I do like Shape of Water more, even though I put it as number two. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm. When it, My king. Yeah, when I say his name, it just elicits like pure happiness. He is like one of my screenwriting heroes. He's a genius. I mean, he's just so... His mind yeah. is all I can say. I would love a firm handshake from him. And I to- would like him for him to say, like, I'm proud of you. Yeah, and like, no, I was going to go further with that. Like the firm handshake, I want to sit down, I want to talk about some stuff, and I want him to end with, you'll be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has like warm uncle energy. Yeah, I was going to say warm paternal energy. I would love to meet him. He's just such a cool guy. There was the time that he and Ryan Gosling skipped the Oscars to go to Disneyland. Yeah, There's a picture of them on the Cars ride. That's bestieism. That's bestie. That's gonna be us. That's all. That's also like such a statement. Like, oh my god, they skip the Oscars to go to Disneyland. Uh, you know, Disneyland is not like a real fuck you to the establishment. I, guess. I uh, maybe. Um, but so I mean, this this movie really delves into a lot of things. It deals with, um. I mean, it takes place during the Cold War. I mean, Bestie, War. she wrote a paper on this, and I had the pleasure of reading it. Bestie. It's pretty fantastic. I did write an essay about it's this. It's pretty good. I compared it to a movie I can't stop talking about for some reason. I and know. Maybe I should rewatch it. Is The Piano. The piano. Um, Which stars Miss Holly Hunter. I think it was directed by, I think it's a woman. 
She's a popular New Zealand director. I forgot her name. Anyway. Um, Anyways. But because they both feature mute women who befriend slash fall in love with the other and it deals with themes of the patriarchy and women's bodily autonomy yeah and you know racial othering and all that fun stuff and also in both movies people lose a finger yes and i think what's also really fun about this film in terms of like you just said the uh, autonomy of the female body and sexuality um it's very overt I mean, yeah, one of the first scenes is, like, her masturbating in the, the bathtub. bathtub. Yeah, and queen. I did <laughs> literal queen. She knows what she wants. And I love she, Eliza. I want it. I got it. She she got it. Eliza got what she wanted, and I'm proud of her. Yeah. But it's something, again, this was one of those. There's so, so many movies on this list. I went in with no, having no idea what it was about. Mm-hmm. This was actually one of them. And I know, again, this, like, was, like, huge during award season, and I just watched it recently for my first People time. People didn't think it was going to win, but. I firmly believed that it, it would, and I wanted it to, and so when it did... You it manifested was, it. Thank it, God. It was very affirming, and I think that's really what started me on my journey of like, okay, yeah, I think I want to go to film. Like, this award season yeah. really shaped the way I... No pun view, intended. <laughs> the way I, I viewed film and wanted to approach it. No, but it, like I, I thought it was so fun that they did that with like a huge like motif was the whole female sexuality. Because again, I had mm-hmm. no idea what this film was going to be about. And I went in with like an empty head, as I usually do. Yep. And I was just eating it up. I was in love with everything they did. It's, again... The score, the visuals, I the am color palette. Talking about, I was about to say, the, talking about visuals, I am a whore for that color palette. The color palette was so good, and I, I also wrote about this in my essay, and all the things. Yeah. Like the greens, and the blues, and the red symbolized. I, I have mean, to red say. red in movies always symbolizes In love, terms of, col- like, I feel like color palette, it's, like, such a, like, a basic thing. In terms of just, like, aesthetics outside of film, just, like, in, like, a worldly sense. There are very few films that do it for me in terms of color palette where I really pay attention to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. They this made is a points. movie where you think about it and you can see the colors. Yes. And I you know, it's that. actually another film that you might be surprised by that I think like visually color palette stunning. What? I don't know if a lot of people will agree with me on this. The Voices. I've never seen it. With Ryan Reynolds. Never seen it. Please go watch whenever no. you have the chance. I'm not a fan of Ryan Reynolds. I'm not... I don't know why. I think, uh, didn't I say like you I should think, know this? I'm not either. You said that he'd call us like he'd call me fat, right? I said that. Maybe I said that. I, I don't think I would say that. That's but a little. He would, and he'd call you a slur. I feel like he but has yeah. a face where I think when he was younger, he was probably mean. Yeah. Um. Again, Ryan Gosling is. The I'm not a huge fan of him, but it is a fantastic film. Okay. I, th- I would say the other one on this list that when I think of it, I think of the colors is also Moonlight. Yes. Like, even just, like, the cover. Y- the radiance of the cover is beautiful. Yeah. And, I mean, it was all based off of the fact that um, the the poem or whatever, that black boys look blue in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. That's just beautiful, by the way. Yes. Um, And, yeah, when I think about that movie, I see the purples and the blues and, like, oh. But so The Shape of Water, I mean, the green is, I think, one of my favorite colors mm-hmm. in it, where the way it represents the, you know, fakeness and the forcing of ideals in 
this Cold War era. Also, just the representation in the film. You have someone um, who's part of... My head just went blank. I'm sorry. Me. I'm like... Well, okay. So, Eliza's mute, so she's disabled. Yeah. You have Niles. Yes. Who is gay. Yes. And then you have... Octavia Spencer. Who... Oh, my God. Why did did I just blank on her name? You know, I don't I don't know their names in the I in have the film. my essay like up, but whatever. Um, Octavia Spencer's character, who because she has like the name that's from the Bible too. Yeah, that she cuts off the hair or, <gasps> or the hand. Or oh whatever. yes, Delilah. Delilah. Thank you. No, that's her middle name, I think though. Um, but it's the idea of how we have a woman of color during the Cold War era at the forefront of a film, along with someone within the um. The disability community. The disabled community. Yeah. Um, and then you also have the fish man who represents a lot of things. You know, he's the sexual other. He's the ethnic other. You know, they found him in the Amazon or something. Or they, yes. they stole him essentially from the Amazon. Um, you know, he represents just all of these identities yes. into one, and which is why... And then also another point I want to bring out, I think it was very... Um, one of those moments, I don't know if I should say even moments, or like a concept that's overlooked in the film, is the relationship between Delilah and her husband. Yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic. I, mean, I was like... He's an asshole. Oh, of course. All the men in this film are. All men in general. Not Niles or the fish man. Niles has his moments. But he grows. Yes. And he is like the narrator yeah. of the film. Um, but he never like speaks over Eliza, if you know what I mean. Yes. I think they ha- I think their friendship is beautiful. I do too. I it, think like, it's very it so tender. It's very comforting. It's very also, yeah, like it's the idea that he doesn't take advantage of her disability and use that as like a soapbox for himself. And to he always speak does listen for her. Yeah. Same with Delilah. No one speaks for her, she speaks for herself. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, I think they're great, uh, adi- like, company to Eliza. Yeah. Where they're just, ugh, so great. Um, I, I just love this movie so much. People are just like, oh, it's isn't that the movie about the woman who wants to fuck a fish? And it's like, It's no. so much more than it's, that. That's reductive. That's, um, that's more than reductive. That's just like, ugh, no. If I, anyone wants to read my essay, let me know. I'll send it your way. Yeah. I'm actually kind of proud of it. It was one of my favorite essays that i wrote in undergrad you should think about publishing it i might way. actually I, sh- I might i might i might look i was because i was actually thinking about this recently like my thesis in undergrad my my spielberg um thesis i was like eventually i already made that- my thesis public so i don't think i can uh sell it to mm. anything but i wanted it to be more accessible yeah this one i can maybe i definitely feel like i want to publish mine eventually um so all i have left is my number two do you have anything left no. Okay. So my number two, I know we're not ending with my number one, whatever. It's okay. Um, is Excited. the sound of music. Oh, of course. From nineteen sixty five. How did I know this mofo was gonna put the sound of music? I love the sound of music so much. Um rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. You sitting here being like, you know, I used to be a theater kid. Well, like Bet sound of music still goes beyond there. theater kid. Does it? It means you ha- you love your grandma, I feel like. That's what Ooh. liking, loving the sound of music means. It means you also love your grandma. Oh, maybe not. 
This movie is a universal experience. Anyway, I mean, I remember this movie from my childhood. It always seemed like the longest movie in the world. And listen, it is long. It's like nearly three hours long. Yeah, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. For no reason. No, it has a reason. I guess it has a reason. Um, It tackles I, a lot. You know, I will be attacked. I, I'm okay by, with being attacked by the world. I'm not the biggest fan. Okay, just get out, I guess. Yeah. I, listen, Julie Andrews, like, is my second grandmother, essentially, because I really only have the one, um, but, I mean, <laughs> the music is so good, the way it was filmed is just so gorgeous, it just fills me with so much joy and nostalgia, and I cry every single time I watch it. Serotonin. Um, fuck the Nazis, you know? Yeah. Every single time Christopher Plummer sings Edelweiss, like, I just... You melt. It makes me sad also, because it's like, I will never care about my country that much. You know? So true. He's like, bless my homeland forever. I'm like, my homeland is Long Island. Like Your, home, your homeland is Smithtown. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even, even want to talk about it for that long, because I'm sure a lot of people listening have watched it, and also love it or you know they watched it the one time and they're like yeah whatever but i mean nothing compares to like just that open was it the opening sequence yeah where she's in the hills and she's singing and she's so free and this is a woman who doesn't know what her purpose in life is which i can relate to um and she finds purpose not through romantic connections but through caring about children and you know seeing what (laughs) you're a teacher (laughs) For teenagers. Okay, well, she was 16 going on 17. I know. Oh, wait, that, <laughs> we were talking about that song last week. Weren't we? Yes, remember? I'm like, oh my God, iconic film to your brother's girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, and he I was, was talking <laughs> about the pacifier. You were talking about the pacifier. Yeah. She was talking about the <laughs> SNL sketch with no, John Mulaney. Yes, no, and I didn't even actually say iconic film. I was like, oh my God, such an iconic scene. Because like obviously that film is just... We were all talking about something else. We really it were. It was so sad. I was the only one talking about <laughs> the original film. Um, Which, it's. I mean, it's just, yeah. Everyone knows it's great. Um, and it totally deserved to win. Um, God, I love Julie Andrews. When she dies, I will not be She's not going to. I don't know what you're talking no about. No one nobody saw me for a year. That's gonna be me. <laughs> I'm gonna be in No my one room physically saw me morning. for a year. Yeah. Because I was also just thinking about the Princess Diaries lately, because I watched it the other day and then Trin posted a, a video about she it did. about yeah the first and the second one i mean there's only two but those movies also they deserve oscars to be honest that's craig just dropped his phone flop jester flop bestie um but yeah you have honorable mentions i have honorable mentions I, yes what I are yours i have a I only have a singular. I could have come up with more, but I felt like one. I have like two. Yeah, one was just needed. And the reason it's an honorable mention and it didn't make my list because of the film's controversial star and the film's controversial topics. I don't know. The 1999 classic American American Beauty. Beauty. I've seen a lot of discourse about that. 
yeah. recently. I um, think because the thing about Kristen Dunst came out where like they asked her when she was 15 if she wanted to be in it. She was like, no, because I don't want to be, I don't want to kiss Kevin Spacey. Yeah, she's like, because I'm 15. And also like, I'm 15. This is gross. Can we talk about, I never vocalized it on this channel. There's a lot of things I like. Channel. Yes, channel. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I think that's just going to be a running joke now. Yes. Um, there's a lot of things I don't tend to vocalize enough, and then when I do, like, it's just gonna stick. I am also, like, obviously, like, you all know at home now about, like, my obsession with Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> now y'all are gonna know about my obsession with Kirsten Dunst. I love her. But, like, she's not talked about enough. She really isn't. You know, know why? 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 It's a generational thing. Because the younger generation, she hasn't been in enough of, like... I can't even say she newer was in field. the Spider-Man movies. Y'all think they're watching Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? I would hope so. They're iconic. That's what you hope. I mean, my age, I guess, has, yes. but maybe slightly younger. I'm saying I don't know my brother has. He knows Kirsten. No, Dunst. go younger than that though. And people have seen like, um, what else is she in? I don't know. Maybe they haven't seen like Marie Antoinette. I was gonna say no. I just watched that for my first. She's time in a lot of Sofia Coppola movies, which I guess which I only love. if you're a young feminist will you watch. <laughs> Like Virgin Suicide. I actually didn't movie. really like that one. I'm not the Have biggest the fan of her. No, but I did really like uh, Marie Antoinette, and I think there's another movie that she the beguiled. Made. No, I've not seen that one. I haven't either. I best. haven't seen Lost in Translation either. Ugh, you know what? It, they should have. The Bling Ring could have gone so far if they put Kirsten Dunst in that. I was say Bling Ring. I really liked. So good. Of course, I'm not going to say anything bad about it, but it could have gone so much farther if Kirsten Dunst was But I don't know what she would have played. She was a little bit too old at the time. That's true. Um, and I keep forgetting they had, like, the actual people play. Like, like Paris Hilton was Paris Hilton. Yeah. And, like, stuff. So, yeah. Um, She's just around. Maybe so. Kirsten Dunst could have been, like, the mom. Alexis Nyer's mm. mom. Maybe she was too young. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think she was too young. Um, but, yeah, going back to American Beauty. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, it is a good movie. It's a fantastic film. Listen, we are not going to talk about it. the um, the K word, the the caliphant, as you might call it in the room. I think I already said his name. So I know, but I'm That's not. I, I'm not going to say it. He's nasty. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, the caliphant yeah. in the room, as I said. Um, it it has its it has its points. You know, the the thing that's very overrated is is the fucking plastic bag. I I I. Don't give a fuck about that. Do you that. ever feel? I will. Um, I loved it because it was my... This might be... No, no, I'm going to say it. I think it was definitely my first exposure to the conception of queerness in film. Mm. I was in high That's school when I watched this movie. Um, it was my one of the first rated R movies I ever saw <gasps> back then. I only saw it recently, like two years ago. Um, I watched it in my creative writing class, actually. Mm. Um, and I just remember it's such a resonant story. Um, the only thing I am going to refute is the con the the concept of um the, the protagonist going through his quote unquote midlife crisis. That's not a justifiable reason to pursue a minor. No, no, um, and it doesn't. And I wouldn't even call that a. It doesn't justify yeah. his decisions either it punishes them for them yeah um but just the way i think it has great uh finality the film and how it wraps everything up um and i just love the characters mm. the wife is insane yeah the daughter is a little like 
she's kind of, you know, shot off to the world a little coy and she's brought out through others. The next door neighbor is a very fascinating character and his father. Um, I don't know. It just, it has the dimensions that I think were appropriate for the time it came out. I think it would look a lot different or it would be received very differently if it came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another, re- I, I think it actually very much in a weird way connects to my number five movie. I talk about ordinary people. Like there's very similar. Cause again, we were talking about that idea of the nuclear family and the destruction through divorce and this like modern America that's like accepting like, Hey, there's new forms of family and everything is like malfunctioning. Also, to be that English nerd. It's something that always stuck with me. Well, I me. mean, that was a major theme in the, a lot of the movies in 1999. That was like the prevalent theme. Yeah. That was a great year for movies. It really was. Um, I think one of my favorite things that stuck with me through the film was the concept of the American beauty, which my creative writing teacher at the time, Mrs. Cohn, love her, iconic, which she taught us about was it's a type of rose, obviously, and it gets um, basically what it's known for is the fact that as a flower, as it decay, decays and dies out, it rots from the inside outwards, mm. which is really interesting. So that's the whole kind of like it wraps up the metaphor. The, yeah, the presence of the whole film of how um, I want to say his name in the movie is Lester, right? The protagonist. I don't know. The K-word's character name. Yeah, something like that. So basically how his family on the outside, they look like the perfect family and they're actually. Well, like, they got like the white picket fence. And yeah. The garden and. And then you realize it's far from that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my honorable mention. Um, I have two. I'm not going to really talk about them just because whatever. Um, but they are. I feel like I'm done. Titanic. Okay. You have thoughts? It is a good film. I really love Titanic. It could have been made a lot shorter. Okay. The only good Fair. part of the movie <laughs> is the last hour when the ship is no, sinking. No, no, ah. that's the worst part. That makes that's me sad. Actually, the best part of the whole fucking film. No, the best part is the the hand. Why did I knew you were gonna the... say that? <laughs> this is not time for H word hours. I'm on not. The pod. And my other honorable mention is West Side Story. What? Yeah, have you never seen it? I have seen it, and I cannot stand that movie you can't stand can't. west side story it's very surprising because you're disgusting I, I do like musicals <laughs> i like everything that that film was supposed to encompass should have been alluring to me it had no resonance with me whatsoever it had no effect on me it's just fun well, i mean it's I, not fun but it's fun it's, not fun. it's I, romeo and juliet baby i mean this is my moment to tell you that you're disgusting good and i you can tell me i'm disgusting for hating or dis not even disliking but not loving a certain taylor swift song no you're not caring for west side story red flag everyone at home every the swifties at home she does not like reputation she is sick and twisted I don't think you're gonna get that many people on your side for that. I one, am. Babe. You know, I'm gonna go to Twitter after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the Twitter and tweet at the gays and let them know that you hate reputation and they're gonna find your address and they're gonna burn your house down. I'm kidding. Please don't. <laughs> Let's not burn your house down. Oh, um we'll make guess sure- they did something bad. Then why does it feel so good? Listen, I 
I told you it's growing on me. It's still like not her best. Not- you have nostalgia for it. I think you have Stockholm syndrome with it, honestly. How how did she hold me captive? Please no, I mean like how was I the victim? You were born into it and like you were told you're going to love this. And everyone around you was like we love this. And so you were like, I guess I have to love this. Where no. I watch, I'm listening to it in retrospect years later, never having listened to it the first time. And I'm like, or I listened to it once when it came out. And I'm like, mm. I'm seeing it objectively where you're very subjective. You can't remove yourself from it. And I think that's your problem. See, I think, I think it's the opposite. I think you're looking at it too subjectively and you're like, this is where her error where she's trying to be like a baddie. Like But it's that's just true. That's not being subjective. That's just honestly no, true. You're already trying to like cast type in and create biases around it. And you're like going in with the intention. That's basically of, what she said in Miss Americana though. No, you're like going into with the intentions of, oh, this album's gonna be stupid. No, so you're I didn't yourself up for that. Uh, log- it's like a logically psychological warfare. Okay, baby. Anyway, anyway, so we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> we really are. We're, we're not now gonna... that we've devolved into more Taylor discourse, we didn't mention Bill Hader at all this episode. Neither did we, the Princess Bride. We're not doing the Princess Bride bit. We're doing the Bill Hader bit. He fits into our oeuvre. Was Bill Hader so in any um, nominated Best Picture films? I nope. No offense, Bill. This is nothing that stands That's, for your character. I mean, maybe Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs should have been. Actually, no, I think it was probably nominated for Best Animated. Okay, wait. Can we actually talk about I actually have a legitimate question that you would probably know the answer to. Okay. Didn't Shrek win Best Animated? I want to say it did. I think so. Right? I don't know. I don't, I'm not totally versed on animated picture I, winners. I'm not either, but I feel like I, I know some of the more recent being, ones because most of the time they're Pixar. Because Pixar's. Dave has never seen them. Yeah, so the the other oh. night we spent the past couple nights actually we spent watching the first two, but he's in, he's obsessed with them now. They're it, so it's good. It's so cute. He's like, can we? Because he's like, oh my god, do they have Shrekland somewhere? Like, like he's thinking like in Universal. Universal they and have I was the like, ride. Have, yeah, I'm like they have the Shrek. Thing. I met I met Shrek. Oh my god, he's gonna and Fiona. he's gonna lose it. That's what fun. he that's what he wants. So we're gonna try to go to in a pandemic safe world to Universal. <laughs> That's solely for fun. the Shrek ride. The thing about Universal, and I've said this before, it's a flop. not even that it's a flop, but like half of it is just screens. You go on a ride, and it's a screen, and you're sitting, and it they makes said, you feel like they you're said moving. film, baby. And it's so depressing because bring back the Jaws ride. Yeah, like the Universal of my childhood. It's like you had the Jaws ride, you had the Jimmy Neutron ride, which was kind of a screen, but it was also different. Yeah. Um, you had the Back to the Future ride, which was also a screen. <gasps> I miss Back to the Future. But it was okay because it was Back to the Future. Well, it wasn't quite a screen. You moved around, and now it's. I think. I think it's still the Men in Black ride. No, um, Men or in Black it's... was there at the same time. I was oh like. yeah, I don't know what they turned it into. I forget. Something but I, I went on the Fast and Furious ride that they have there. Oh, awful. I mean. Awful. I, I, are we surprised? Harry Potter land, the world of Harry Potter, whatever they're calling it these days, like the Hogsmeade and uh, Diagon Alley, land. are really cool. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of her. You're not a Potterhead? No, I mean, I'm not a fan of the author who gets paid whenever you go to Does Harry she? 
I mean, yeah, it's her property, so she gets a cut. Uh, And that was the whole reason that Disney didn't want to work with her, honestly. Well, honestly, what she wanted, she was like, I want the train to have them, like, to transport you in. They're like, yeah, that's never going to work because, like, traffic. Like, it's going to be too much. It's going to be so congested. Not even money because, like, they had the money. But there were, she wanted her ideas so badly, and they were like, listen, you've never made an amusement park before. Like, we know how this works. You know how the property works. Like, that's this is now Bitch, what we you know how to put for. words on paper. And so they weren't willing to work with her in that way, and they were right for that. Good for them. Um, and that's why Universal acquired them, and this eventually led to Disney acquiring Avatar because they wanted to compete with harry potter world in some way so they're like okay what's another property that has like this big expansive world which is interesting because like when you think of harry potter it's such a cultural phenomenon not mm-hmm. to say like avatar isn't but like in comparison no you're right like avatar just isn't it didn't have the same lore it wasn't based on books you know it's not as big of a world yeah no. and so but they were essentially trying to compete where they and they were like Maybe we can work with the creators. You know what they could have done? Easier? Give us like 101 Dalmatians land. Have a fucking 101 Dalmatians just Give us some mini fray. Paris. Because they have so many properties. Give that, us Ratatouille land. Well, I mean, they're having the Ratatouille ride. And then they could have Hunchback. They could have Beauty and the Beast. Oh, no one cares about all that. Just give us Ratatouille land. No one cares about Hunchback of Notre Dame? I'm not saying him. Beauty and the Beast. Overdone. I mean, they have a bunch of stuff there already. But anyway. I digress. As we always do. Um, it's what the end of that. the episode. It is the end. Uh, I love movies. I do too. You know I don't think the right best now? picture winners are always the best movies, but sometimes they are. So that's cool. I got I got Muppets on the mind. <laughs> Muppets, they won the for best song. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I think they were against some other songs from big movies that year, but Manor Muppet won. As it should have. As it should have. As it should have. S- sweep. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see what's gonna win this year. Same. Um, you'll see. There's gonna be a little mini sode that we're posting on oh, Sunday oh, oh, where we discuss. Oh, oh. You told them some cats of the cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. My ear thing just fell out of my ear. Um, a mini sode where we talk about the nominees for best picture this the year. Noms as well as some of the other uh, categories and such. Um, So look out for that. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to make some predictions, and you can laugh at me and see if I got them right or wrong. I'm I'm usually pretty good at predicting, but... um, You have that good manifestation of uh, prediction. I've predicted them for the past, like, three years, so... Um, I don't. So I'm just going to kind of throw in my comments every once in a while, and I'm going to have a lot of It's going to be the K-Show. Yeah, it really it's gonna be the the K show featuring a little bit of chaos. Oh, all right. Um. So with all that being said, I've been K. I've been Craig. Um, and, and go, go watch, watch a, a goddamn, goddamn movie. movie. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>